Welcome to Crazy Comma Strong, the show where we present audio dramas and audiobooks. I know that it can be hard to find good entertainment, so join us each week to enjoy a play or audiobook that is fitting for the whole family. This is a rebroadcast of the entire 12 Angry Jurors play, all in one place. Hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening. Murder in the first degree, premeditated homicide, is the most serious charge tried in our criminal courts. You've heard a long and complex case, ladies and gentlemen, and it is now your duty to sit down to try and separate the facts from the fancy. One man is dead. The life of another hangs in the balance. If there is a reasonable doubt in your mind as to the guilt of the accused, then you must declare him not guilty. If, however, there is no reasonable doubt, then he must be found guilty. Whichever way you decide, the verdict must be unanimous. I urge you to deliberate honestly and thoughtfully. You are faced with a grave responsibility. Thank you all. The jury will retire. Six days. They should have finished it in two. Talk, talk, talk. Did you ever hear so much talk about nothing? <laughs> well, I guess they're entitled. Everybody gets a fair trial. That's the system. Well, I suppose you can't say anything against it. I guess so. Why did the 
about business about the night. Did you ever hear a phonier story? Well, look, you've got to expect that. You know what you're dealing with. Yeah, I suppose. <sighs> What's the matter? You got a cold? A Lulu. These hot weather colds can kill you. Mm-hmm. All right, why don't we take our seats? Right, this better be fast. I've got movie tickets tonight. <laughs> okay, Your Honor. Start the show. How about sitting down? Lady at the window. Excuse me? How about sitting down? Oh, I'm sorry. It's tough to figure out, isn't it? A kid kills his father. Bing! Just like that. Well, that's the element. They let the kids run wild. Maybe it serves them right. What? I'm sorry? Is everybody here? The old man's in the washroom. We'd like to get started. Forgive me. I didn't mean to keep you waiting. It's all right. Find a seat. All right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you can handle this any way you want to. I mean, I'm not going to make any rules. If we want to discuss it first and then vote, that's one way. Or we can vote right now to see how we stand. Let's vote now. Who knows? Maybe we could all go home. Yeah. Let's see who's where. Right. Let's vote now. Anybody doesn't want to vote? Okay. All those voting guilty, raise your hands. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, eleven. That's eleven for guilty. Okay. Not guilty? One. Right. Okay. Eleven to one, guilty. Now we know where we are. Somebody's in left field. You think he's not guilty. I don't know. I never saw a guiltier man in my life. You sat right in court and heard the same thing I did. The man's a dangerous killer. You could see it. He's 19 years old. That's old enough. He knocked his own father four inches into the chest. An innocent little 19-year-old kid. They proved it a dozen different ways. Do you want me to list them? No. Well, do you believe his story? I don't know whether I believe it or not. Maybe I don't. So what'd you vote not guilty for? There were 11 votes for guilty. It's not so easy for me to raise my hand and send a boy off to die without talking about it first. It's not like it's easy for me. No one. What, just because I voted fast? I think the guy's guilty. You couldn't change my mind if you talked for a hundred years. I don't want to change your mind. I just want to talk for a while. Look, this boy's been kicked around all his life. You know, living in a slum. His mother dead since he was nine. That's not a very good head start. He's a tough, angry kid. You know why slum kids get that way? Because we knock him on the head once a day, every day. I think maybe we owe him a few words, that's all. I don't mind telling you this, madam. We don't owe him a thing. He got a fair trial, didn't he? You know what that trial cost? He's lucky he got it. Look, we're all grown-ups here. You're not going to tell us that we're supposed to believe him, knowing what he is. I've lived among them all my life. You can't believe a word they say. You know that. I don't know that. What a terrible thing for a man to believe. Since when is dishonesty a group characteristic? You have no monopoly on the truth. All right, it's not Sunday. We don't need a sermon. What this man says is very dangerous. Don't. If we're going to discuss this case, let's discuss the facts. I think that's a good point. We have a job to do. Let's do it. If you all don't mind, I'm going to close 
the window. It was blowing on my neck. <laughs> I may have an idea here. I'm just thinking out loud now, but it seems to me that it's up to us to convince this lady that we're right and she's wrong. Maybe if we each took a minute or two, you know, like we sort of try it on for size. That sounds fair enough. Supposing we go once around the table. Okay, let's start it off. Right. Let's start with the lady to my left. Oh, well, I just think he's guilty. I thought it was obvious. I mean, nobody proved otherwise. Nobody has to prove otherwise. The burden of proof is on the prosecution. The defendant doesn't have to open his mouth. That's in the Constitution, the Fifth Amendment. You've heard of it. Well, sure, I I've heard of it. I know what it is. I what I meant, well, anyway, I think he was guilty. Okay, let's get to the facts. Number one, let's take the old man who lived on the second floor right underneath the room where the murder took place. At 10 minutes after 12 on the night of the killing, he heard loud noises in the upstairs apartment. He said it sounded like a fight. Then he heard the kid say to his father, I'm gonna kill you. A second later, he heard a body falling and he ran to the door of his apartment, looked out and saw the kid running down the stairs and out of the house. Then he called the police they found the father with a knife in his chest. And the coroner fixed the time of death at around midnight. Right. Now what else do you want? The boy's entire story is flimsy. He claimed he was at the movies. That's a little ridiculous, isn't it? He couldn't even remember what pictures he saw. That's right. Did you hear that? You're absolutely right. Look, what about the woman across the street? If her testimony don't prove it, then nothing does. That's right. She saw the killing. Didn't she? Hey, let's go in order. Just a minute. Here's a woman lying in bed and can't sleep. It's hot, you know. <coughs> anyway, she looks out the window and right across the street, she sees the kid stick the knife into his father. She's known the kid all his life. His window is right opposite to hers, across the L tracks. And she swore she saw him do it through the windows of a passing elevated train. Okay. And they proved in court that you can look through the windows of those passing trains at night and see what's happening on the other side. They proved it. I'd like to ask you something. How come you believed her? She's one of them too, isn't she? You're a pretty smart woman, aren't you? Now take it easy. Come on. What are you letting her get you all upset for? Relax. Let's calm down now. Number five, it's your turn. I'll pass it. That's your privilege. How about you, sir? Oh, well, I don't quite know. I believe I was convinced uh, what the testimony from those people across the hall. Now, what did they say? I think they said something about an argument between the father and the boy around 7 o'clock that night. I believe I could be mistaken in that. I think it was 8 o'clock. Not seven. That's right, eight o'clock. They heard the father hit the boy twice and then saw the boy walk angrily out of the house. What does that prove? Well, it doesn't exactly prove anything. It's just a part of the picture. Now, I didn't say it's proved anything. Anything else? No. All right. How about you, miss? I don't know. Most of it's been said already. 
We could talk all day about this thing, but I think we're wasting our time. Look at the kid's record. At 15, he was in reform school. He stole a car. He's been arrested for mugging. He was picked up for knife fighting. I think they said he stabbed somebody in the arm. This is a real fine boy. Ever since he was five years old, his father beat him up regularly. He used his fists. So would I, a kid like that. You're right. It's the kids. The way they are, you know. They don't listen. I've got a kid. When he was eight years old, he ran away from a fight. I saw him. I was so ashamed, I told him right out. I'm gonna make a man out of you, or I'm gonna bust you up into little pieces trying. When he was 15, he hit me in the face. He's big, you know. I haven't seen him in three years. Rotten kid, you work your heart out. Let's get on with it. We're missing the point here. This boy, let's say he's a product of a filthy neighborhood and a broken home. We can't help that. We're not here to go into the reasons why the slums are breeding grounds for criminals. They are, I know it, so do you. The children who come out of the slums background are potential menaces to society. You said it there. I don't want any part of them, believe me. I've lived in a slum all my life. Oh, now wait a second. You know that's not what I meant. I used to play in a backyard that was filled with garbage. Maybe it still smells on me. Now let's be reasonable. It's nothing personal. There is something personal. Come on now, he didn't mean you, miss. Let's not be so sensitive. I can understand the sensitivity. Now, let's stop the bickering. We're wasting time. It's your turn, ma'am. All right. I had a peculiar feeling about this trial. Somehow I felt that the defense counsel never really conducted a thorough cross-examination. I mean, he was appointed by the court to defend the boy. He hardly seemed interested. Too many questions were left unasked. What about the ones that were asked? For instance, let's talk about the cute little switch knife, you know, the one that fine upright kid admitted buying. All right, let's talk about it. Let's get it in here and look at it. I'd like to see it again, Mr. Foreman. Could we have the switch knife evidence brought in, sir? Sure. I'll be right back. We all know what it looks like. I don't see why we have to look at it again. What do you think? The lady has a right to see exhibits and evidence. Okay with me. This knife is a pretty strong piece of evidence. Don't you agree? I do. The boy admits going out of his house at 8 o'clock after being slapped by his father. Or punched. Or punched. He went to a neighborhood store and bought a switch knife. The storekeeper was arrested the following day when he admitted to selling it to the boy. It's a very unusual knife. The storekeeper identified it and said that it was the only one of its kind that he had in stock. Why did the boy get it? As a present for a friend of his? He says. Am I right so far? Right. You bet he's right. Now listen to this man. He knows what he's talking about. Next. The boy claims that on the way home, the knife must have fallen through a hole in his coat pocket. That he never saw it again. Now there's a story. Am I right? You know what actually happened. The boy took the knife home, and a few hours later, he stabbed his father with it, and even remembered to wipe off the fingerprints. 
Here you are, the knife, as requested. Everyone connected with the case identifies this knife. Now, are you trying to tell me that someone picked it up off the street and went up to the boy's house and stabbed his father with it just to be amusing? No, I'm saying that it's possible that the boy lost the knife and that someone else stabbed his father with a similar knife. It's possible. Take a look at that knife. It is a very strange knife. I've never seen one like it in my life, and neither had the storekeeper who sold it to him. Aren't you trying to make us accept a pretty incredible coincidence? I'm not trying to make anyone accept it. I'm just saying it's possible. And I'm saying it's not possible. Then how do you explain me having the same knife? <gasps> what are you trying to do? Yeah, what's this? Who do you think you are? Look at it. They're identical. Quiet! Let's be quiet! Where did you get it? I got it last night in a little junk shop around the corner from the boy's house. It cost two dollars. Now listen to me. You pulled a real smart trick here, but you proved absolutely zero. Maybe there are ten knives like that, so what? Maybe there are. The boy lied and you know it. He may have lied. Do you think he lied? Now there's a stupid question. Sure he lied. Do you? You don't have to ask me that. You know my answer. He lied. Do you think he lied? I... I don't know. No, wait a second. What are you? The guy's lawyer? Listen, there's still 11 of us who think he's guilty. You're alone. What do you think you're going to accomplish? If you want to be stubborn and hang this jury, he'll be tried again, found guilty, sure as he's been born. You're probably right. What are you going to do about it? We could be here all night. It's only one night, and a man may die. Well, whose fault is that? Do you think perhaps if we went it over again, well, what I mean Did is... anyone force him to kill his father? <laughs> How do you like perhaps that? Like someone this forced him. This is not him. the point. Forced anyone, Look, listen. we can spitball all well, night here. What I was going to say... Just a minute. Some of us have got better things to do than just sit around a jury... I don't understand a word in here. Why do we all have to talk at once? He's right. I think we ought to get on with it. Well, what do you say? You're the one holding up the show. I've got a proposition to make. I want to call for a vote. I want the 11 of you to vote by secret ballot. I'll abstain. If there are still 11 votes for guilty, I won't stand alone. We'll take in a guilty verdict right now. Okay, let's do it. That sounds fair. Is everyone agreed? Sure. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right, here you go. Pass along the sheets of paper. Guilty, guilty, guilty.
Guilty, guilty, guilty. Not guilty. Guilty. <laughs> How do you like that? Who was it? I think we have the right to know. Excuse me. This was a secret ballot. We agreed on this point, no? If the juror wants it to remain a secret. What do you mean? There are no secrets in here. I know who it was. What's the matter with you? You come in here and you vote guilty and then this slick preacher starts to tear your heart out with stories about a poor little kid who just couldn't help becoming a murderer. So you change your vote, if that isn't the most sickening. Now hold it. Hold it? We're trying to put a guilty man into the chair where he belongs and all of a sudden we're paying attention to fairy tales. Now just a minute. Please. I would like to say something here. I've always thought that Anyone was entitled to have unpopular opinions in this country. This is the reason I came here. I wanted to have the right to disagree. In my own country, I'm ashamed to say that. What do we have to listen to now? The whole history of your country? Yeah, let's stick to the subject. I want to ask you, what made you change your vote? There's nothing for her to tell you. She didn't change her vote. I did. Maybe you'd like to know why. No, we wouldn't like to know why. Now, hold on. Look here, the man wants to talk. Why don't we let him? Thank you. This lady chose to stand alone against us. That's her right. It takes a great deal of courage to stand alone, even if you believe in something very strongly. She left the verdict up to us. She gambled for support, and I gave it to her. I want to hear more. That's fine. The vote is 10 to 2. If the speech is over, let's go on. Uh, we're done with this knife. Thank you, sir. Look here, miss. I was a little excited. Well, you know how it is. I didn't mean to get nasty. Nothing personal. Look, suppose you answer me this. If the kid didn't kill him, who did? As far as I know, we're supposed to decide whether or not the boy on trial is guilty. We're not concerned with anyone else's motives here. Guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. This is an important thing to remember. Everyone's a lawyer. Supposing you explain what your reasonable doubts are, old man. This is not easy. So far, it's only a feeling I have. A feeling. Perhaps you don't understand. A feeling? What are we going to do? Spend the night talking about your feelings? What about the facts? You said a mouthful. Look, the old man heard the kid yell, I'm going to kill you. A second later, he heard the father's body falling, and he saw the boy running out of the house 15 seconds after that. That's right. And let's not forget the woman across the street. She looked into the open window and saw the boy stab his father. She saw it. Now, if that's not enough for you... It's not enough for me. How do you like this? It's like talking to a dead phone. The woman saw the killing through the windows of a moving elevated train. The train had five cars, and she saw it through the windows of the last two. She remembers the most insignificant details. Well, what have you got to say about that? I don't know. It doesn't sound right to me. Well, supposing you think about it. Lend me your pencil. Let's just play tic-tac-toe. Your turn. 
What are you doing? We might as well pass the time. Wait a minute. This isn't a game. Who do you think you are? All right, let's take it easy. I've got a good mind to walk around this table and belt her one. Y'all, please. I don't want any fights in here. Did you see her? The nerve. The absolute nerve. All right, forget it. It don't mean anything. Now, now, how about sitting down? This isn't a game. Who does she think she is? Take a look at that sketch. How long does it take an elevated train going at top speed to pass the given point? What has that got to do with anything? How long? Guess. I wouldn't have the slightest idea. What do you think? About 10 or 12 seconds, maybe? I'd say that was a fair guess. Anyone else? I would think about 10 seconds, perhaps. About 10 seconds? All right. Say 10 seconds. What are you getting at? This. An elevated train passes a given point in 10 seconds. That given point is the window of the room in which the killing took place. You can almost reach out of the window of that room and touch the L, right? Right. All right. Now let me ask you this. Did anyone here ever live right next to the L tracks? I have. When your window is open and the train goes by, the noise is almost unbearable. You can't hear yourself think. Okay. You can't hear yourself think. Will you get to the point? The old man heard the boy say, I'm going to kill you. And one second later, he heard a body fall. One second. That's the testimony, right? Right. The woman across the street looked through the windows of the last two cars of the L and saw the body fall, right? The last two cars. What are you getting at here? An L takes 10 seconds to pass a given point or two seconds per car. That L had been going by the old man's window for at least six seconds and maybe more before the body fell, according to the woman. The old man would have had to hear the boy say, I'm going to kill you, while the front of the L was roaring past his nose. It's not possible that he could have heard it. What do you mean? Sure, he could have heard it. Could he? He said the boy yelled it out. That's enough for me. I don't think he could have heard it. Maybe he didn't hear it. I mean, with the L noise... What are you people talking about? Are you calling the old man a liar? Well, it stands to reason. You're crazy. Why would he lie? What's he got to gain? Attention, maybe. You keep coming up with these bright sayings. Why don't you send one into a newspaper? They pay two dollars. Why might the old man have lied? You have a right to be heard. It's just that I looked at him for a very long time. The seam of his jacket was split under the arm. Did you notice that? He was a very old man with a torn jacket and he carried two canes. I think I know him better than anyone here. This is a quiet, frightened, insignificant man who has been nothing all his life. Who has never had recognition. His name in the newspapers. Nobody knows him after 75 years. That's a very sad thing. A man like this needs to be recognized, to be questioned and listened to, and quoted just once. This is very important. And you're trying to tell us he lied about a thing like this just so that he could be important? No, he wouldn't really lie, but perhaps he'd make himself believe that he heard those words and recognize the boy's face. 
Well, that's the most fantastic story I've ever heard. How can you make up a thing like that? What do you know about it? I speak from experience. Uh, all right. Is there anything else, ma'am? Anybody want a cough drop? I'll take one. Thanks. You're welcome. Come on. Let's get on with it. Now, there's something else I'd like to point out here. I think we've proved that the old man couldn't have heard the boy say, I'm going to kill you, but supposing he really did hear it. This phrase, how many times has each of you used it? Probably hundreds. If you do that once more, Junior, I'm going to murder you. Come on, Rocky, kill him. We say it every day. This doesn't mean that we are going to kill someone. Wait a minute. The phrase was, I'm going to kill you, and the kid screamed it out at the top of his lungs. Don't try and tell me he didn't mean it. Anybody says a thing like that the way he said it, they mean it. And how they mean it. Well, let me ask you this. Do you really think the boy would shout out a thing like that so the whole neighborhood would hear it? I don't think so. He's much too bright for that. Bright? He's a common ignorant slob. He don't even speak good English. He doesn't even speak good English. I'd like to change my vote to not guilty. Here we go. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. All right. The vote is nine to three in favor of guilty. Well, if that isn't the end, what are you basing it on? Stories this housewife made up. She ought to write for American Detective Monthly. She'd make a fortune. Listen, the kid had a lawyer, didn't he? Why didn't his lawyer bring up all of these points? Lawyers can't think of everything. Oh, brother. You sit in here and pull stories out of thin air. Now we're supposed to believe that the old man didn't get up out of bed, run to the door, and see the kid beat it downstairs 15 seconds after the killing? He's only saying he did to be important? Did the old man say he ran to the door? Ran, walked. What's the difference? He got there. I don't remember what he said, but I, I don't see how he could run. He said he went from his bedroom to the front door. That's enough, isn't it? Where was his bedroom again? Down the hall somewhere. I thought you remembered everything. Don't you remember that? No. Mr. Foreman, I'd like to take a look at the diagram of the apartment. Why don't we have them run the trial over just so you can get everything straight? Mr. Foreman? Uh, I heard you. All right, what's this for? How come you're the only one in the room who wants to see exhibits all the time? Mm -hmm. uh, excuse me, sir. Could we have the apartment diagram? Thank you very much. I want to see this one, too. And I want to stop wasting time. If we're going to start wading through all that nonsense about where the body was found... We're not. We're going to find out how a man who's had two strokes in the past three years and who walks with a pair of canes could get to his front door in 15 seconds. He said 20 seconds. He said 15. How does he know how long 15 seconds is? You can't judge that kind of thing. He said 15. He was very positive about it. He was an old man. You saw him. Half the time he was confused. How could he be positive about anything? Is this what you wanted? Uh, that's right. Thank you kindly. May I? 
Absolutely. That's no problem, ma'am. Do me a favor. Wake me up when this is over. All right. This is the apartment in which the killing took place. The old man's apartment is directly beneath it and exactly the same. Here are the L tracks. The living room at the front. Bathroom and kitchen just off of that. The bedroom at the back. And this is the hall that runs the entire length of the apartment, leading to the front door. And here are the steps. Now, the old man was in bed here. He says he got up, went out into the hall, down the hall to the front door, opened it, and looked out just in time to see the boy racing down the stairs. Am I right? That's the story. Fifteen seconds after he heard the body fall. Correct. His bed was at the window. It's 12 feet from his bed to the bedroom door. The length of the hall is 43 feet, 6 inches. He had to get up out of bed, get his canes, walk 12 feet, open the bedroom door, walk 43 feet, and open the front door. All in 15 seconds? Do you think this possible? You know it's possible. He can only walk very slowly. They had to help him into the witness chair. You make it sound like a long walk. It's not. For an old man who uses canes, it's a long walk. What are you doing? I want to try this thing. Let's see how long it took him. I'm going to pace off 12 feet the length of the bedroom. You're crazy. You can't recreate a thing like that. Perhaps if we could see it. This is an important point. It's a ridiculous waste of time. Let her do it. Hand me a chair. All right. This is the bedroom door. Now, how far would you say it is from here to the door of this room? I'd say it was 20 feet. Just about. 20 feet is close enough. All right. From here to the door and back is about 40 feet. It's shorter than the length of the hall. Wouldn't you say that? A few feet, maybe. Look, this is absolutely insane. What makes you think you can recreate a thing like that? Do you mind if I try it? According to you, it'll only take 15 seconds. We can spare that. Who's got a watch with a second hand? I have. When you want me to start, stamp your foot. That'll be the body falling. Time me from there. Let's say he keeps his canes right at his bedside, right? Right. Okay, I'm ready. Speed it up. He walked twice as fast as that. This is, I think, even more quickly than the old man walked in the courtroom. If you think I should go faster, I will. Stop. Right. What's the time? 15, 20, 30, 31 seconds. 31 seconds. I can't what? believe it. Can it be? Wow. It's my guess that the old man was trying to get to the door, heard someone racing down the stairs, and assumed that it was the boy. Well, I, I think that's possible. Assumed? Now listen to me, you people. I've seen all kinds of dishonesty in my day, but this little display takes the cake. Tell her, will you? You come in here with your heart bleeding all over the floor about slum kids and injustice, and you make up these wild stories, and you've got some soft-hearted old ladies listening to you. Well, I'm not. 
I'm getting real sick of it. What's the matter with you people? This kid is guilty. He's got to burn. We're letting him slip through our fingers here. Our fingers? Are you his executioner? I'm one of them. Perhaps you'd like to pull the switch. For this kid, you bet I'd like to pull the switch. I'm sorry for you. Don't start with me. What it must feel like to want to pull the switch. Shut up. You're a sadist. Shut up. You want to see this boy die because you personally want it, not because of the fact- Shut up! Let me go! I'll kill her! I'll kill her! You don't really mean you'll kill me, do you? You can take the diagram back. Uh, we're finished with it, sir. Thank you. Well, what are you looking at? I don't see why we have to behave like children here. Nor do I. We have a responsibility. This is a remarkable thing about democracy. That we are... What's the word? Ah, notified that we are notified by mail to come down to this place and decide on the guilt or innocence of a man we have not known before. We have nothing to gain or lose by our verdict. This is one of the reasons why we are strong. We should not make it a personal thing. Well, we're still nowhere. Who's got an idea? I think maybe we should try another vote. Mr. Foreman. It's all right with me. Anybody doesn't want to vote? All right, let's do it. I want an open ballot. Let's call out our votes. I want to know who stands where. That sounds fair. Anyone object? No? All right. I'll call off your jury numbers. I vote guilty. Number two. Not guilty. Number three. Guilty. Number four. Guilty. Number five. Not guilty. Number six. Not guilty. Number seven. Guilty. Number eight. Not guilty. Number nine. Not guilty. Number ten. Guilty. Number eleven. Not guilty. Number twelve. Guilty. Six to six. I'll tell you something. The crime is being committed right in this room. The vote is six to six. I'm ready to walk into court right now and declare a hung jury. There's no point in this going on anymore. I'd go for that too. Let's take it in to the judge. Let the kid have his chances with another jury. You mean you still don't think there's room for reasonable doubt? No, I don't. I beg your pardon. 
Maybe you don't understand the term reasonable doubt. What do you mean I don't understand it? Who do you think you are to talk to me like that? Put it like this. She comes over here running for her life, and before she can even take a big breath, she's telling us all how to run the show? The arrogance of it all. Wait a second. Nobody around here is asking where you came from. I was born right here. Or where your father came from. Maybe it wouldn't hurt us to take a few tips from people who come running here. Maybe they learn something we don't know. We're not so perfect. Please, I am used to this. It's all right. Thank you. It's not all right. Okay, okay, I apologize. Is that what you want? That's what I want. All, all right, let's stop the arguing. Who's got something constructive to say? Well, something's been bothering me a little. This whole business about the stab wound and how it was made, the downward angle of it, you know? Don't tell me we're gonna start that. They went over it and over it in court. I know they did, but I don't go along with it. The boy is five feet eight inches tall. His father was six two. That's a difference of six inches. It's a very awkward thing to stab down into the chest of someone who's half a foot taller than you are. Look, you're not going to be satisfied till you see it again. I'm going to give you a demonstration. Somebody get up. How about you? Do your worst. Okay. Now watch this. I don't want to have to do it again. Is that six inches? That's more than six inches. Okay, let it be more. Look out! <laughs> now, say, that's not funny. What's the matter with you? Now, just calm down. I wasn't going to actually stick her. Nobody's hurt, right? Right. Nobody's hurt. All right, there's your angle. Take a look at it, down and in. That's how I'd stab a toddler man in the chest, and that's how it was done. Take a look at it and tell me I'm wrong. Down and in. I guess there's no argument. Did you ever stab a man? Of course not. Did you? All right, let's not be silly. Did you? No, I didn't. Where do you get all your information about how it's done? What do you mean? It's just common sense. Have you ever seen a man stabbed? No. All right, I want to ask you something. The boy was an experienced knife biter. He was even sent to reform school for knifing someone. Isn't that so? That's right. Look at this. Doesn't it seem like an awkward way to handle a knife overhand? What are you asking me for? Wait a minute. What's the matter with me? Give me that. Have you ever seen a knife fight? Yes, I have. In the movies? In my backyard, on my stoop, in the vacant lot across the street. Too many of them. Switch knives came with the neighborhood where I lived. Funny, I didn't think of it before. I guess you try to forget those things. Anyone who's ever used a switch knife would never have stabbed downward. You don't handle a switch knife that way. You use it underhand. Then he couldn't have made that kind of wound, which killed his father. No, he couldn't have. Not if you've ever had any experience with switch knives. I don't believe it. Neither do I. You're giving us a lot of mumbo-jumbo. What do you think? Well, I don't know. What about you? Listen, I'll tell you something. I'm a little sick of this whole thing already. We're getting nowhere fast. Let's 
break it up and go home. I'm changing my vote to not guilty. You're what? You heard me. I have had enough. What do you mean you've had enough? That's no answer. I think perhaps you're right. This is not an answer. What kind of person are you? You have sat here and voted guilty with everyone else because there's some theater tickets burning a hole in your pocket. Now you have changed your vote for the same reason. I do not think you have the right to play like this with a man's life. This is an ugly and terrible thing to do. Now wait a minute. You can't talk to me like that. I can talk like that to you. If you want to vote not guilty, then do it because you're convinced the man is not guilty. If you believe he's guilty, then vote that way. Or don't you have the, the, the stomach to do what you think is right? Now listen. Is it guilty or not guilty? I told you, not guilty. Why? I don't have to. You have to. Say it. Why? I don't think he's guilty. I want another vote. Okay, there's another vote called for. I guess the quickest way is to show hands. Anybody object? I guess not. All right. All those voting not guilty, raise your hand. All right, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. Okay, all those voting guilty. All right, one, two, three. The vote is nine to three in favor of acquittal. I don't understand you people. How can you believe this kid is innocent? Look, you know how these people lie. I don't have to tell you. They don't know what the truth is. And let me tell you, they don't need any real big reason to kill someone either. You know, they get drunk and bang, someone's lying in the gutter. Nobody's blaming them. That's how they are. You know what I mean? Violent. H human life don't mean as much to them as it does to us. Hey, where are you going? Why are you all turning your back on me? Look, these people are drinking and fighting all the time, and if somebody gets killed, so somebody gets killed. They don't care. Oh, sure, there are some good things about them, too. Look, I'm the first to say that. I've known a few who are pretty decent, but that's the exception. Most of them, it's like they have no feelings. They can do anything. What's going on here? Hey, I'm talking. I can't listen to this nonsense anymore. I'm speaking my piece and you listen to me. They're no good. There's not one of them who's any good. We better watch out. Take it from me, this kid on trial. Well, don't you know about them? Listen to me. What are you doing? Why do you all have your backs to me? I'm trying to tell you something. I've had enough. If you open your mouth again, I'm going to split your skull. I'm only trying to tell you. All right. Sit down, everybody. I still believe the boy is guilty of murder. I'll tell you why. To me, the most convincing evidence was given by the woman across the street who claimed she actually saw the murder committed. That's right. As far as I'm concerned, that's the most important testimony. All right. Let's go over her testimony. What exactly did she say? I believe I can recount it accurately. She said that she went to bed at about 11 o'clock that night. Her bed was next to the open window, and she could look out of the window while lying down and see directly into the window across the street. She tossed and turned for over an hour, unable to fall asleep. Finally, she looked towards the window at about 12.10, and as she looked out, she saw the boy stab his father. As far as I can see, this is an unshakable testimony. That's what I mean. That's the whole case. Frankly, I don't see how you can vote for acquittal. What do you think about it? Well, maybe. There's so much evidence to say. What do you mean, maybe? 
He's absolutely right. You can throw out all the other evidence. That was my feeling. What time is it? Ten minutes of six. It's late. You don't suppose they'd let us go home and finish it in the morning? I've got a kid with mumps. Not a chance. Excuse me, can't you see the clock without your glasses? Not clearly. Why? Oh, I don't know. Now, look, this may be a dumb thought, but what do you do when you wake up in the middle of the night and want to know what time it is? What do you mean? I put on my glasses and I look at the clock. So you don't wear them to bed? Of course not. No one wears eyeglasses to bed. Well, I was thinking, you know the woman who testified that she saw the killing? Well, she wore glasses. So does my grandmother. So what? Your grandmother isn't a murder witness. Look, stop me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong in this, but this woman wouldn't wear her eyeglasses to bed, would she? Uh, wait a minute. Did she wear glasses at all? I, I don't remember. Of course she did. The woman wore bifocals. I remember this very clearly. They look quite strong. That's right. Bifocals. She never took them off. She did wear glasses. Funny. I never thought of that. Listen, she wasn't wearing them in bed, that's for sure. She testified that in the midst of her tossing and turning, she rolled over and looked casually out the window. The murder was taking place as she looked out, and the lights went out a split second later. She couldn't have had time to put on her glasses. Now, maybe she honestly thought she saw the boy kill his father. I say that she saw only a blur. How do you know what she saw? Maybe she's farsighted. How does she know all these things? Does anyone think there still is not a reasonable doubt? No. I think he's guilty. Does anyone else? No. I'm convinced. See, you're alone. I don't care whether I'm alone or not. I have a right. You have a right. Well, I told you I think the kid's guilty. What else do you want? Your arguments. I gave you my arguments. We're not convinced. We're waiting to hear them again. We have time. Listen, what's the matter with you? You're the guy. You made all the arguments. You can't turn now. A guilty man's gonna be walking the streets. A murderer. He's got to die. Stay with me. I'm sorry. There's a reasonable doubt in my mind. We're waiting. Well, you're not going to intimidate me. I'm entitled to my opinion. There is nothing we can do about that, except hope that some night, maybe in a few months, you'll get some sleep. You're all alone. It takes a great deal of courage to stand alone. All right. I give in. Not guilty. Yes? All right, sir. Uh, we're ready now. All right, follow me this way.
enjoying these episodes. How much is clean, family-friendly entertainment worth to you? One dollar? Five? Whatever it is, please consider supporting us by going to buymeacoffee.com backslash B-R-N-H-A-Y underscore design. Every dollar makes a difference. You can even subscribe to our fan page to get exclusive content. Follow us on Instagram at B-R-N-H-A-Y underscore design. And remember to share our podcast with your friends. That brings an end to our fourth season. Join us in the spring for our next production. What will it be? Stick around to find out. Thank you so much for joining us this season and have a great day. Oh, remember to be kind to someone today.